Well, hello, this is Jamie Oichel from RunningRestaurants.com, and we've got a great restaurant marketing chat on tap for you today. Joining me for the call is Joy Jandusa from Postcard Mania. She's the CEO there. It's a fully integrated marketing firm that specializes in direct mail. Joy, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I am happy to be here. Joy, you guys are in this space all the time, and what I like to say when I talk to restaurants about marketing is, uh, the traditional restaurant marketing formula of that beautiful city glossy magazine, that's just dead, right? You just you used to put a magazine ad, wait for people to beat down your door. That's just not the case anymore. So how do you in the business think about the restaurant marketing formula these days? Well, obviously, it's about transparent reviews now, seriously, you know, in terms of how you're doing as a restaurant. And I'll tell you something. I still read Chicago Magazine right here from Clearwater so that I know where to go when I get there. Um, I do definitely read reviews, though, and um, and articles about restaurants. So I don't think it's 100% dead, 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 like gone. But it is, But not every restaurant can afford those glossy ads, and there's a lot more you can be proactive about these days with social media, even with direct mail, um, that you couldn't do in the past. Well, that's what I think is very is very true, right? There's there's no one silver bullet that you can pull out and just shoot, and it's going to do all your marketing for you. You have to think in a bunch of different buckets. How, mm-hmm. how, how would you kind of characterize that? Well, people get their messages from all different channels all day long, and you have to be on all of the channels in order to get their attention anymore. So if you you know if you're going after just one form of marketing, it's just probably not going to work for you. So I'm in 100% agreement with you. Yeah, and and to and to me, um, it's a little bit overwhelming for restaurant owners and for, and for any small business owners how many different channels there are. You can talk about the web and the email and social and mobile and postcards like you do and advertising. So it can be a little bit overwhelming, but I really do encourage folks to dip their toes. In, um, in as many places as they can. And, and one thing that I really recommend, especially for the independent restaurant audience that, that we talk to centrally, is the idea of getting local with your marketing. And you guys probably are really experts at that, that, mm-hmm. that philosophically. So, so what ta- tactics do you suggest for restaurants to really get local um, and you know, get their audience in there? Well, I would definitely recommend that they proactively ask people to go review them online if they know that the person's having a great meal. You know, hey, when you leave here tonight and you're thinking about what a good time you had, I wouldn't mind you, you know, going and giving me a review. So just being, you know, not feeling afraid to ask for the review because when we're looking at to try a restaurant, you know, people are looking at like the high number of reviews and the number of stars. So better to get the people who you know had a great time and you know they really enjoyed it and they told you it was a 10 ask them to give you a review. So I would definitely, definitely say to do that. There's also, uh, we have a great program for restaurants that um, drives new business. See, we can get a person to come in there and try the restaurant, but the restaurant then has to wow them so that they'll come back, obviously, um, and follow up with them to make them come back. And we can talk about that too. But the program we have is a birthday program. And what we recommend, it's really great because you can, Know what your demographic is, like what kind of people come to your restaurant, and you can buy or rent really a list of names monthly, and we do this every single month. You can say, I want to send out just a 1,000 pieces of promo a month, a 1,000 postcards to somebody who's having a birthday that fits this demographic, and then you give them something. I'm going to give you a free cocktail 
if you come in for your birthday. They'll obviously come with more than one person, and they'll obviously have more than one cocktail. So now you're bringing in people that may never have come, and they can come any time in the month. They don't have to come on their actual birthday. So it gets like, oh, I'm going to get a free cocktail here. I might as well try this place. I never thought of this place. I can't tell you how many restaurants I've driven past and thought, I keep forgetting to try that place. So it is important that they reach out in a certain way to drive the person in. You said about three or four things there that, that I could that I, that I want to follow up on. Um, okay. the, the first is um, the idea of the offer. And I remember some, somewhere in the past um, we were talking with someone else or an article somewhere that talks about, hey, don't be cheap with your birthday offer, right? That's not the time to give them the $4 off uh, promo. It's, it's a right. great time for, you know, something special so that they feel welcome. And so uh, I'm sure you work with folks on, on their offer. What, what are some tips you do give on, on making an offer that really gets good conversion? Well, here's the thing. Let's just talk about offers for a minute. There are so many amazing things that we get for free now that we've become, as a people, very accustomed to really great free stuff. For instance, Google is free. I can't live without it. Um, if you go someplace and there's no free Wi-Fi, you're just like, I'm not coming here anymore. What do you mean there's no free Wi-Fi? I have to, what do you mean there's a password? So we want very valuable things for free and expect them. So your offer has to be much better nowadays than it was in the past. You have to give something away that has a super high perceived value without it costing you an arm and a leg. So in terms of restaurants, I would say if you gave one meal away for free, that would be great. And if you, you know, and if, even if you said with a party of four, you can even put a little asterisk and say with a party of four because now they know they're getting one for free. And um, or you can give away one round for you know to them for free if for a party of you know six or less or something really great that will bring people in. Yeah, I, I think two things there: the high perceived value, and then of course people are celebrating. So are they going to come in by themselves? No, of course not. It's two for sure. It's four. It's six. It's eight. Um, and they're coming to your restaurant. And then you, the other point you made about the the time sensitivity of it, I did. I, I had my birthday was in September, and I got a few restaurant offers. And I thought they were smart. They weren't. They they pretty much had a you know four. Some had like a two week window. Some had a four week, four week window, mm -hmm. which is great because now I can take advantage of multiple offers that month. Um, mm -hmm. Is that so? That's definitely something you recommend. Absolutely. Don't pinpoint. Don't you know? I I like the way. Uh, what are they called? Bed Bath and Beyond does it. They have like their twenty percent off thing that they send to everybody and their mother, and they sure. take it no matter what. They never ever let it expire. And you can put an expiration date on something so that people take advantage of it, but if they come in late, just honor it. Yeah, well that's true. You know, you don't like the the uh the, the customer to get upset because it's one day afterwards and you have a stingy manager uh, doing that. That that just <laughs> that that goes back to your, your bad reviews uh, on Yelp. So, um and then the other thing last last thing before I want to move on to a new topic is, you know, you talked about the 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 places to go. You drive by places and you see places and and sure there's in my market, for example, there's probably 50 places I could go to for lunch or dinner. But now, if I were to talk to my wife, hey, where do you want to go? All of a sudden, we're defaulting to like two or three places that we always go, and we forget all those other choices out there. And so you have to be top of mind. What are some of the recommendations you give people for, for staying on the, on, on the radar? Well, I would definitely proactively um, make your list. Like, if you're a more casual restaurant, I would have a little thing in the middle of the table that they can fill out and say, listen, we want to give you something for your birthday. Please fill this out. We want to let you know when we're having um, a tasting menu or whatever it is that they're doing. 
um, and we want to stay in touch with you. And you can have just a little thing in the middle of the table with pencils and a little paper to fill out. That's an easy, easy way to do it. Obviously, if it's a if you're a fancier restaurant, you don't want to do that. So just put something there with the bill that they can fill out. And you know, and then that way you're actively collecting names and email addresses and addresses if you want to, regular addresses. And then if you have once you establish an email list, which won't take very long in a restaurant, you need to start emailing them. And I do get emails from a few restaurants. I'm sure you've heard of Burn Steakhouse. It's very famous sure. in Tampa. They email me. Yeah, they email me. I'm like, good. They remind me they exist. It's perfect. And now they have a few other restaurants that they own, and they and their emails remind me that those exist as well. And I do go there, especially now that we have more restaurants in the Tampa Bay area than we did when I first moved here. So there's competition. So there there is so much competition that you really have to stay in front. And email is a great way to do it. You know, so on, on the email topic, um, one of the things that I see, and I, I get a few local ones as well, and I always think about frequency. What is your recommendation for a, a typical restaurant? Although you can talk about different restaurant categories in terms of frequency. Once a week, once a month. What are some thoughts there? You know, I don't think I would unsubscribe if I got an email once a week from a restaurant, unless I hated the restaurant. <laughs> right. But if it's someplace that I go, I would be very, very happy to receive an email once a week. It wouldn't bother me one bit. I'd probably just delete it without reading it, but it would have already made an impression on my mind. You know, there's another restaurant here that does not email me. It's one of my favorite, favorite restaurants, and I do forget to go to it. Um, and so I wish they would email me, but once in a while, they do some PR. So once in a while, I see an article or something come up about them, and that's how I remember. So that's another way to do it. Yeah, I give restaurants a hard time. They, in talking with folks over the years, oh, they don't want to hear from me. I have nothing to say. And you, you summed it up exactly. Yeah, a person hits their email box once a week. They're not going to be mad. They're not going to be upset at you. They're not going to hate mail you. If they, if for some reason, they didn't like your place, yeah, they might unsubscribe. But no one's going to get on your case for that that once a once a week message. You and know, then, and if um, somebody does, if somebody does, it's one or two people. Ignore it. Just take them off the list and don't worry about it. Exactly. You, know, you can't. You people, can't. Yeah, people freak out when one person complains. They think everybody feels that way. They don't. And the other, the other big miss is I've I've signed up for um, emails on like that check presenter you're talking about or table ten card or whatever, and then I don't get the email. I don't get the darn email. So they're dropping the ball in terms of a process. And so, do you ever talk to folks about that executing that whole process from, hey, get your servers involved, collect the data, put the data in promptly, ba ba ba, that sort of stuff. Well, I talk about that all the time with all kinds of business owners because I never could have grown my business from nothing to what it is today without processes. And processes are a pain in the butt. They're really hard to put in, but when they're in, they are like heaven on earth. So it's just a process. And in the restaurant business, you have so many processes already. So you're used to processes. So basically, it's just a matter of you know, getting through the first few times that you send out an email. Have an email writing party and come up with them all at once, that you only have to think of it once, and then you'll have 52 done. Honestly, my husband, he's not in the restaurant business, but he's a client of ours, and I sit down and write 52 emails with him so that he has his drip campaign for his business. Oh, man. I thought I'd try to get it all out of the way. No, I li I, and I like that because if you think about it, it's a task every week. It becomes overwhelming. And, yeah, what if, mm -hmm. what if, you, what if you banged out 12 and now you were done for the quarter? Mm -hmm. And you could do that uh, every once in so often. So, listen, I want to go back kind of – we talked about restaurant stuff, but let's go, let's go back in time a little bit here, back to Restaurant 101 for a minute. And, um, 
because you create creatives for restaurants and that involves branding, what are two or three keys you would say that would be part of successful restaurant branding? Well, first of all, repetition of message, repetition of image. You know, you have to get people hearing and seeing you, hearing about you, talking about you, seeing your ads. It has to happen from everywhere. I mean, that's it's repetition. You know, like you can't just have one big blitz and think that it's going to change, you know, the way your restaurant does. It has to be constant repetition of message. So I, I I can't stress that enough, really, in terms of branding. And plus, make sure you have branding. I mean, there's a lot of smaller restaurants, and they just kind of miss the boat in that area because they don't take the time to put an overall feeling that goes with their restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, it has to look a certain way when you get there. It has to, everything has to go together. Even the plating, everything it has to all be part of the brand. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I'm glad you used that word feeling there and talking about it because one of the things when you talk about branding is um, some people, yeah, it can be a logo, it can be this, but it's not. It's really that whole experience of a place and what you think about when you when you think about this restaurant or that restaurant or this business or that it's a feeling and it's a, and it's emotion and and you got to deliver that through every touch point that you have with the person so so exactly. thanks for those tips there um this this one's tough but I want to get your take on it because you do guys produce postcards and I'm sure a lot of times those have promotions on them so promotions can be a touchy subject for restaurants I don't want to promote we never discount all that sort of stuff it certainly has pros and cons so how do you think restaurants can kind of effectively handle discounting or, or special offers as part of their marketing program? You know, the funny thing is, is everybody loves a deal. I don't care if you are in the lowest tax bracket or the highest tax bracket. You love, Everyone wants a deal. And I don't care. If you need business, give a deal. Give them a reason to come in. And you don't have to do it all the time. Otherwise, you really will mess up your brand. But you can do like a monthly, like, you know, like a Tuesday night thing, like whatever your slow night is, push a deal. I don't see the problem with it personally. I, I don't, I'm not offended by a deal. I don't feel like it, I feel like the restaurateur is more, you know, is more offended by it than the person getting it. I don't think that as a consumer, anybody's like, oh, they're giving so many deals, they must be terrible. I mean, I, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I do, I do, and you hit on a couple of things. The the, uh, the mentality of the restaurant owner, I, it's going to change my customer's perception again. And the other thing you hit on, which is really good, so let's say you're a place that's, that's kicking butt Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like you, you don't want promos, but hey, maybe your Tuesday lunch is slow, and, and you can run a promo around that, or you're bringing in a new, um, you know, a new, a new meal, or something that has a great profit margin. Well, so what? It's costing you 10% uh, food cost, then you can run a you can run a great promo on that, kind of give that thing away. Meanwhile, the customer, it's a $10 item for them, but it costs you a buck. So um, you can look for those opportunities uh, to do the promotions without um, that negative connotation. So um, yeah, listen, you, you, if you need the business, you got it. You got to shake you got to shake the tree a little bit. You can't just open the door and, and hope people show up. Um, and, and that kind of feeds into my next question of let's, even beyond spending a lot of money. So a lot of restaurants are out there, the limited budget, limited time to do this. Have you seen any kind of guerrilla marketing tactics or kind of local marketing tactics or just kind of smart things that people are doing out there in the restaurant space to, to get people into their uh, their place? Well, we've, I'll t- tell you, we have a pizza place um, on a street that has like no parking <laughs> in Clearwater. And it's, people just drive by it, and they use one of those people spinning the signs right 
yeah. um, in, in both directions, and they don't do it all the time, but they do it at, like, dinner time, so I see it when I'm driving home, and I do it at lunch time, you know, for, like, an hour or whatever, and I think that's great. I mean, saying, look, there's really good pizza over here, <laughs> so they're trying to, I mean, that's very local and very local, just getting someone to come in. You know, it's it's um, because I love marketing so much and I'm so interested in it, I'm always looking at restaurants and what they do to be busy when they're a destination, when they're not in a place that's easy to get to or a place that's easy to park. And so I'm always looking at those things. And it's always, you know, you talk about marketing, people always talk about just promotion, but marketing is everything. It's price, product, promotion. You've heard of this, right? So it's it so you you know we have a place another pizza place it's called Cristino's and it's it's got everything perfect the way they and their destination they're not you have to go there you can't it's not like right where it should be or a whole bunch of restaurants are or whatever so I I just feel like on a local sense they just have to do it right on on all those points and then they will have to you know beat them away with a stick. Yeah, uh, line out the door, which is what we want. And you know, you know what I'm thinking, which is a little bit different. So now they're in there, um, and, and we call the four wall marketing, right? With the four walls inside of your place. Now you've got the, you've got a captured audience. You can communicate with them uh, about opportunities to buy more from you, catering, takeout, uh, what have you. Any any strategies or tips, or do you guys create any promotional materials for the in-house part of uh, marketing? No, we don't do any of that here. We don't do any of the in-house stuff at Postcard Mania. We we do the drive traffic. We're like lead generation, you know, we drive traffic to a restaurant. Um, but once they're inside, I mean, I can definitely, there's, you have to be proactive. You have to be willing to invade the person's space by, you know, by either putting stuff in the table tent or whatever it is that you want to do. And, and that's the thing where I feel like people are afraid to act where they feel like they're being annoying to the patron, and it's not annoying at all <laughs> to the patron. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't know where that comes smart from. Smart people um, recently, you know, um, tell them that you do catering, you know, that you can do mm-hmm. the, the tailgate for the party, and, you know, mm-hmm. you can get 50 wings to go and, and things like that. Oh, my gosh, I'd love the wings here, but I never thought I could grab them for my party. And, mm-hmm. you know, meanwhile, those are some of the best sales um, that you can get. Um, you guys, this, this is one of the things that I love and I've done since, uh, I don't know, all the way back to 1996, 97 when, when the Internet was invented. Um, <laughs> restaurants on the web, um, it has changed so dramatically from very crappy to really cool stuff today. And, and you guys, one of, the, one of the other things you do is help folks on, on the web. Tell, mm-hmm. me, tell me what's going on with restaurant websites. What do folks need to do now with their, with their website presence? I want to say that, like, a lot of – Restaurant websites I find are they're very beautiful, but they're not built from a marketing viewpoint. And um, you you know yes, you want to have a gorgeous aesthetic website, but and a website is that's where your branding comes in too. It has to feel like the restaurant you're going to be going to, and and that's where a lot of you know times they'll make these websites really gorgeous, but there's no marketing involved. It's you need everything. That's, that you have to have on your website for a restaurant. You have to have the menu. It has to not be a PDF download. It just has to be a page um, so that it's really easy to see it. You have to have on every single page the Make a Reservation button So and, and you know, work with, um, what do we always use? You know what it's called, um, Open Table. Open Table or this one, and, that one, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just make it really, really easy for the person to make a reservation. 
uh, have a phone number there in case they want to call. I find that open table sometimes makes it look like the restaurant is more busy and doesn't give you the time that you want. And then if you call, you know, you can get the, the reservation you want. So definitely have um, the phone number on every single page. Don't make them hunt it down. Um, you know, photo gallery. Show a lot of restaurants are show an empty restaurant in their photo gallery. Get pictures taken with life happening. Make the feeling of the restaurant come out with people enjoying it. Make it show pictures of it packed because if I see the restaurant packed, then I go, wow, this is a good place. It's packed. It's just a little, you know, you're you're working with the person's, you know, psyche a little bit there. So um, those are some suggestions. Yeah, those are those are good ones. And it's funny you talk about the phone number. And I've been on websites where they they literally forget to put their address on the website, and uh, and or or you have to hunt it down in a hidden page. And you're like, oh my god. So so definitely do those things right. And then and then yeah, use it as a marketing tool. Sell from it, right? You know, get the reservations. Get the get get them to call in. Mm -hmm. Put your if you, if you do online ordering or catering or something like that thing should be making money for you. So I I, I really encourage folks to make sure it's not just a pretty a pretty, uh, like you said, a beautiful thing. Make sure that thing is kicking butt on the marketing side. So um, I want to try something different with you if you're up for it. Um, I usually do this in my text interviews, but I, I don't do them in my audio interviews for some reason, uh, and I think that's kind of been a miss. It's called the sidebar. It's a, a series of five quick answer questions. Are you, are you up for it? Uh, let's, let's see, maybe. <laughs> so nervous. Let's do it. Let's right, do so, it. <laughs> so uh, who is a role model for you? Oh, gosh. I, you know, a lot of my staff are role models for me. I don't have like a famous role model, to be honest. My my husband's a role model for me. Some of my staff are role models for me. People that take good care of themselves and work really hard and, you know, I admire them. And I don't have like a one person sort of, you know, famous person answer there. You got it. You got a group. So, all right. So what's some of the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, the best advice I've ever been given, this was a long time ago when I was driving to some conference with a gentleman who used to I used to work for, and now I have my own business, and he has a business, and we were driving to a conference, and he told me, pay yourself first. Take care of number one, because <laughs> I was, you know, I have a business, and I would just pay everybody and everything, and there was, like, no money left over for me. He goes, pay yourself first. You'll always make enough money to pay those other things and so I I started doing that and really we grew much faster after I started doing that yeah listen and that's that's a good one to uh, echo to our to our restaurateur audience out there that, that, that struggle with that issue now uh, all right all right so what's your favorite city to dine out in Chicago ah, I knew that was coming <laughs> and New York and New York I got to give it to New York I'm from New York but my husband's from Chicago and we go to Chicago much more to eat than we do to New York so I have to give it to Chicago Chicago is a fantastic place. So if you're out in Chicago, what's your favorite drink to have with dinner? Probably just red wine. I'm <laughs> not much of a drinker, but Purple Pig. If anyone's in Chicago, that is my right from the airport stop, the Purple Pig. <laughs> the Purple Pig. All right, well, we're going to Google that a little, little bit later today. Oh, uh, and then uh, the, the, is there a book on your night table right now? Are you reading anything? What am I reading right now? I'm usually reading so many things. Uh, if I could remember the name of it. I'm reading something about purpose, but I can't remember the name of it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the topic that it's about. What, what's what's, what's the about? main theme? What's it telling you to do? Get uh, find your it's, find your. It's basically 
really like giving your staff a purpose instead of it just being that they come to work and collect a paycheck. It's about sure. making the whole the whole purpose for the business. Yeah, have, putting purpose there for the employees and stuff. I mean, I have 200 staff, so that's the kind of stuff I read. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta keep the direction of business. So, great, that, that was fun. Thank you for for jumping in and doing that. And uh, we obviously hit on it a little bit, but Postcard Mania, you guys offer many different marketing services for restaurants. How can folks that are interested find out more about you? Where can they go online, etc.? Yeah, we actually have something for your listeners. Uh, we have a real restaurant marketing campaigns and their results. We have like a little download for them if they want to see real campaigns and the results. Do you think they'd be interested in that? Absolutely. I'm interested in that. Oh, okay, good. And you can go to postcardmania.com, and I believe it's slash running restaurants, postcardmania.com slash running restaurants, and you can get that download. And, um, yeah, I hope you like that. It's, it'll oh, help you give you good that ideas. That, yeah. that is really, that's really cool. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to look at that. And, yeah, I think, I think that folks can see something that's, that's worked that you've put out there and so mm-hmm. forth. And then are you guys on some social channels? Do you do – can they find you on Facebook and elsewhere? They can. We're not, you know, B2B is not so huge on social. Oh, you know what I wanted to give one more thing to your listeners that they should start doing is they should start building their Instagram following because uh, as a consumer, I mean, I'm a huge foodie. I mean, uh, I've been to like some of the top restaurants in the world. I'm really into food. I follow so many restaurants um, on Instagram. I love seeing what's new on their menus, and uh, that was one thing I wanted to tell them to do that I forgot. No, that's a good one, now, yeah, and we don't hit on that one enough. It's definitely the kind of the hot one that's out there, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, but Instagram is kind of where the action is right now, so mm-hmm. good, good mm-hmm. reminder there. Joy, thanks so much. It was, it was great having you with me today. My pleasure. I had a good time, too. Love talking about food and restaurants. Excellent, everyone. All right, well, this has been Jamie Wickel from RunningRestaurants.com, along with Joy Janjusa from Postcard Mania. Thank you for listening, and all the best for your restaurant business.